Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on The Score. thinking about that life um, after he was done as a player? Did it ever come up between you guys? Uh, no, not really, and I don't even think he was considering it at that point. I think he was just that good of a student of the game of baseball. And once again, back to that 0-1 team, I was very fortunate to have a lot of guys uh, who may not have gotten good scores on their SATs, but they score 100% on baseball knowledge. Gracie, Matt, or Jay Bell, Matt Williams, uh, Steve Finley, Luis Gonzalez, all these guys have been around the game for a long time. And they knew what was supposed to happen for things to go right. And they also knew what happened when things went wrong. And um, I throw counts right in there with the rest of those guys. Just extremely baseball intelligent, uh, even during their playing days. That's Bob Brenly talking about Craig Council. Got some phone lines open for you right now on Hit and Run here on 670 The Score. The associate producer back is, is back there. Put that young man to work at 312-644-6767. He's earning his hourly, and the least he can do is screen some calls. Let's talk to you about Council and the Cubs, and also Visions of Otani will be coming your way at 1120. Visions of Otani with I'll do uh, apologies to Bob Dylan. Um, but a little bit more from Brenly before we get to the phone calls. This is Bob Brenly telling a story about his time managing Craig Council on that team that won the World Series in 2001, and it sheds a little light on the mindset of the young man as a player. I remember one time we had him hitting eighth in the lineup, and the, and the number seven hitter, the leadoff man, got on base, and I put on a hit and run. And he came back to the dugout and said, you're going to have to explain that one to me. Why would we hit and run with the pitcher behind me? And I tried to explain it to him that I view the hit and run as an offensive weapon rather than a defensive weapon. Most teams use it to stay out of a double play with a slow runner at the plate. I look at it as an offensive weapon. You start that runner, it opens holes in the defense. Uh, Not only Craig Council, but a number of my players were very adept at handling the bat, putting the ball in play. So, you know, I I like the idea of first and third, nobody out with my pitcher at the plate or potentially a pinch hitter at the plate. You know, the pitcher could put down a sack bunt. Now you got two guys in scoring position. You could do the old uh, Joe Madden indefensible bunt play, possibly score a run and get another guy into scoring position. So once I kind of explained my idea about hitting and running with the number eight hitter in the lineup, he, you know, he thought about it for a minute, kind of shook his head. Yeah. And then, I could just see the gears in his head working. He was one of those guys that always was thinking, why? Why are we doing this? Why didn't we do that? 
And he wasn't afraid to come up to me and ask. I mean, uh, I hoped I had that kind of relationship with all my guys, but Counts was the one guy that always wanted to know how the game operated, why things are done a certain way. And it was very easy to see a, a, a future in, in managing for Craig Council. That's a great story from Bob Brenly about a moment of Council as a player. Um, texters are getting in. I'm fighting with a conspiracy theorist in me that thinks that Craig Council will sabotage the Cubs, that he can't shake his Brewers' roots. That's hilarious. I don't, I don't think you'll have to worry about that. Um, another talking about Ross, it was annoying to see lighter used over and over again when little was fresh there in the bullpen. Yeah. Luke little, I kept thinking about him as a possible September weapon. And I wonder if that would have been something that Craig council would have leaned on in a different way. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. What do you want to hear from Craig council tomorrow? Sean Sears, what, what do you want to, if you were there and asking questions of Craig Council, it will be speaking to the media at 10 a.m. and then on, Born, on Bernstein and Holmes after that. What do you want to hear from him? I want to hear how he's going to blend, um, you know, competing as well as bringing up young players. Because I felt like Council did that very well. I mean, we saw that with his Brewers team, a ton of young contributors. I want to see how he does that. Because, sure, I get you need to win baseball games later in the season, but you got to find a way to utilize these guys in a position you know they're going to succeed, help your team, and not damage confidence. I thought Joe Madden did a really good job at that. Mm-hmm. I think Council's another guy that can do that. So I want to hear how his plan is for some of these young players. Yeah, it's a good point. It's interesting. Some young brewers came up uh, this year, whether it was Frelick or um, Weimer. Um, Terang and whatnot. Yeah, Bryce mm-hmm. Terang and a few of those guys who got utilized and mixed in while it meant other people had to go to the bench and, and suck it up and – that balance is often very tricky um, for a manager. And, yeah, I, I, I do wonder if you were sitting down with Jed, whether he thought that David was a little too um, courteous, a little too trusting of the veterans and just keeping them going. I mean, there were a lot of times where I was like, wow, Talkman's in the lineup again, huh? But he was good. He was very often good. Right. He just kind of he, he just kind of rode that hot streak down into the ground. Yeah. So the, like the, the, the frustrating moment for me was when PCA gets his first at bat and he's going to bunt. I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Well, but PCA hasn't shown you that he can handle major league pitching at all yet. So That's we'll fair. see he what will. happens. He but will. but it's possible that the way that he was introduced and given that chance may have had an effect on the confidence. I wonder if they feel that way, you know? And I thought Sada made a great call about Canario, Alexander Canario, not getting utilized when he was brought up because he was red hot with power in the minors. And it was like, well, let's see if this guy can help us. We need some power right now. Then he was not utilized. Your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Paul is in Bellwood. I've never taken a call from Bellwood other than Stan. Paul, are you here? Are you on the line? And do you live with Stan? Good morning. Uh, actually, Valparaiso. Oh, okay. But that's okay. close to, close enough to Bellwood, I guess. Uh, no, I no, not it. really. Not really. That's just a whiff from the call screener a while back. Paul from Valpo. Go ahead, sir. You're that's up. right. The call, the call screener is doing a great job. It's, it's a small, small uh, overlooked it. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, I actually agree with Stan from Bellwood from a previous call uh, that he had made. Uh, in regards to Jason Benetti, I, I talked to a million Sox fans, and none of them are that concerned about Jason Benetti leaving. There's so many more things in the organization that they have to worry about as far as the farm system and Jerry Reinsdorf's ownership. But, yeah, Jason Benetti leaving, uh, every Sox fan I've talked to has said 
him well, great guy, great announcer, but there's a lot more things the Sox have to worry about. So I do agree with Stan 100% that the score is making a bigger deal about Jason Bedeni leaving than any Sox fan really cares. Hmm. Well, I don't, I, I don't think that that is true. It, it's certainly true for you, and I respect that, and I hear it. Um, anything else? No, I guess that was the one that he wanted to talk about. Okay. Man, it's interesting. <laughs> it's just it's such – it's the way of the world – and the way of the sports talk universe, you say something you're passionate about, you repeat it for a while, and then people will come up and smack it down. I'm going to play you a snippet of Benetti later on because um, I think he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And there are things that I want to point out. It's um, Let me say this in terms of the move, in terms of the, the you know, in terms of him as a talent. There's nobody quite like him out there. Nobody. I spent the year dissecting the job and getting inside the minds of these people and really thinking about the craft of it as I worked on the podcast. The depth and the breadth of his interests and his intellect and his joy for comedy and his joy for the math as well as his joy for the stories and the the empathy for the humans that he talks about. I, I, there's nobody quite like him. And that's true for, uh, for obviously, ideally, a lot of announcers. You don't want to have people be, just be like a cookie cutter and just be like, well, there's nothing special about that person. But there's, there's a lot that was special about Jason. Because all of that that I just mentioned was all there with his remarkable ability to stay in the moment. Stay in the moment and let the moment be the star. Let the game be the star. You know? Because, I, 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 yes, he talked a lot. But that's because he found a lot of things interesting, found a lot of things that he was passionate about and wanted to share them and live them. Just a a really unique talent that I know a lot of people will miss, even if a couple of our callers will not. Uh, Let's go to Ron on the south side on 670 The Score. Hello, Ron. How are you, sir? Bonus hit and run on a Sunday morning. Oh, absolutely. I've been waiting, but... uh... You know what? I just have to. You know, I have to be honest with you. I that's. I have other concerns. That's my least concern, and I'm just not a big fan. I mean, he's okay. I'm indifferent. Okay. I'm just, and and, and you know, hey, that's me. I listen to love baseball, but I don't. It's not much. But I want to mention something to you. Maybe we can look this up at some point. Okay. Luis Robert uh, got a, a silver sluggo board. Yes. Is Luis Robert the first White Sox player? I, I tried to look it up, Speed, to have won a Gold Glove Award and a Silver Slug. In the same you know, year? No, no, just oh. uh, in the career. I, oh, and I tried, good. you know, the. But I went and looked at the ones who won Gold Gloves, you know, the Aficios, and then the Silver Sluggers with Frank, but... Uh, yes, I'm throwing out maybe somebody, but yeah, in their career. That's interesting. To, and he, yeah, and he's won it in a short period of um, time. Now, you know, they've had some very good players, particularly shortstop stuff with the Golden Glove. But And then, like I said, Dick Allen, Frank Thomas, I looked at some of the guys that won Silver Slugger. But uh, I don't think any Sox player has won both. So that's it. And, and, but really, uh, not too much you can talk about. 
the um, the White Sox, they made a whole lot of moves, but uh, in the front office, but man, that talent, and you know what, they're going to be bad for a while, you know. So, hey man, just always enjoying you, like you say, special treat for this Sunday. Always a pleasure, Speed. All right, thank you, Ron. I just uh, texted Chris Kampka, friend of the show, to look that exact thing up. He will take care of it. Be listening for the rest of the show. We're off at 11.55. I bet you I return at some point with that information. Any White Sox player win a gold glove and a silver slugger within a same career. I got to think that that's true. I got to think that that has happened. But we'll see. We'll find out. This is Ben in Queens on 670 The Score. Ben, what's happening? How are you? I'm doing great, Spigs. You know, I have been railing against David Ross all season. I didn't want him to get fired. I wanted him to get better. But now that it has finally happened, I don't have a personal relationship with him like you do, okay? I'm not like Mad Dog, who went absolutely ballistic. I don't know if you saw him react today. I did. I did. He didn't like the bro code damage of going after another man's job, right? Among- you, you know, well, you know what? I'm going to invoke Stan and Bellwood as well. Stan and Bellwood, if you remember in that last uh, 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 hit and run with Marquis, he said that the cut, it was an absolute and total collapse, and he was madder than all the rest of us. And you know what? After all the niceties, the Cubs came to the same conclusion. Look, if you're not one of David Ross's guys, you're not in the lineup. By the way, Canario in the past two games, they're here in Queens with uh, you know with the Aguilas with the Dominican League. Oh wow! Uh, he had he was. He was one for three with an RBI first game. He was on base two times uh, uh, yesterday. They're hitting uh, today at 1 o'clock. I'm thinking about going over and checking them out. But listen, Canario couldn't get in the lineup. Nelson Velasquez couldn't get in the freaking lineup. You know, they sent him down after that big home run. Okay, that's a roster move. But, you know, the manager has to, has, to, has input in the roster moves. When he comes back, he hits two home runs, and then he can't get in in, the, like, the next six games. Nelson Velasquez had 14 home runs and 145 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, getting back to Craig Council, what is he going to do? He's part of the youth movement. The rest of the division went with the youth movement, the Brewers, the Reds, and the Pirates. The Cubs have all these youth players coming up, and he needs to help them uh, develop in order to to win. It was 90-72 and was the expected win-loss. That six-game difference that you've been talking so much about, that is the difference between council. There were so many games that David Ross lost. He made his bed. I'm sorry. You're going to have to live with it. Everybody loves him. He'll get a job somewhere else. Yeah, he will. Thank you, Ben. Good stuff. I hear you, man. Um, and uh, that that opinion is shared by a lot of folks, and now you get to see it. I didn't realize that the Titans of Lise and the Agalas, uh, sorry, yeah, the Agalas, the Tigres of, of Agalas, Tigres del Lise and the Agalas Chibayenas um, are playing at City Field in Queens, as part of this three-game series, that's really cool. Aguilas is the uh, is the stadium I visited in the Dominican Republic, and I had an absolute blast, an unbelievable experience. And those fans are awesome. I bet that's going to be great. By the way, if, so that's where Christopher Morel is playing. Morel is there, yep. playing for Aguilas this year. I, I've got an Aguilas hat. There's an extra Aguilas hat over there in the uh, in the office, Sean. Oh, I'm about to put one on. Starling Castro's on that team, too. That's one of my guys. Yeah, so Castro and Canario and Morel all playing together. That's that's pretty cool. And Anderson Severino is there. I think Montero's a, he's their first baseman. He's a catcher for the Rockies. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, there's 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 a lot of folks. That that's really cool. Juan Ligaris. Yep, and uh, Miguel Andujar playing for uh, for Lise, um, Jorge Bonifacio, Mel Rojas Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Arodis Vizcaino is pitching. Oh wow! I hope he figures it out. Yeah, man. Hansel Robles. Um, yeah, man, that's that that's really that's cool. So that, that that's super fun. If you're in New York, Ben, go. You should go, Ben. Baseball uh, in November, man. That's so cool. I know, right? Um, here we are. More baseball in November. All right, you have waited long enough. Visions of Otani. We'll talk about the realities or not of Otani coming here to Chicago. But uh, we will also we will also talk about your visions of Otani. You have provided them. If you still want to, you can via text to 312-644-6767. Where here's what I need from you. I need your vision of an imagined future game at Wrigley for Otani or a statistical accomplishment as he competes at Wrigley, that kind of thing. Text it to me and we'll do a segment next with visions of Otani. I need one from you, Sean. And I need one from uh, the associate producer as well. Remind him of the task at hand during the break, okay? We got it, yeah. You guys got one? You guys each have one? I've got one. We'll make sure Ruben's got okay, one. Okay, make sure Ruben's got one. A, a vision of Otani as a Cub. We'll do that next here on 670 The Score. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Sunday mornings on The Score. There's a rocket. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Just relaxing, having visions of Otani. Uh, this might be the greatest and strangest lyric of all time, Visions of Johanna by Bob Dylan. Um, but, you know, the greatest and most unique player of all time could be Shohei Otani. 
As we bring in the associate producer, along with the executive producer, Sean Sears and Ruben Spiegel, Cracker Mike there, their Rubster, you understand, it's crazy. This might be the greatest player in the history of the sport, and the sport has existed since, like, 1869. Yeah, that is just crazy to me. Like, um, I'm probably the generation after Otani. That generation has a... If that... If Otani's generation has the best um, baseball player of all time, yeah, just imagine what other baseball players, football players, soccer players, volleyball players, any sport really, just imagine who else is going to pop up and maybe like say they look up to him. Yeah, and, that's yeah. interesting. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Right. You hear that, Sean? Yeah, this kid knows what he's talking it's about. Ca- well, but think about it, but it's kind of like when Steph Curry changed basketball, guys like Trey Young were little kids watching him play and became that. So his point is like future generations, like mm-hmm. his, could be the next Shohei Otani and take things to a different level. Well, and there's, and there's yeah. plenty of kids. I mean, like you think about it now, like, I mean, I played, pitched, and, and hit too. There's a ton of kids that do these kind of things. And now that you see a guy doing it and doing it better than just about anyone else, you know, opens the door a little bit. Yeah, it should. Should theoretically open the door. Visions of Otani. So I went ahead and asked out there in the universe, I asked people, you know, what they could give me. As a vision of Otani, we can we can fade Bob. It's okay. We can. It's, you did a nice job of putting the whole bed together there. That's that's because that's there's not a lot of bed there. It's just little bits between the verses. I hear your work there. Yeah, it's a, it's a very stretched out forty seconds. <laughs> Tweet me your visions of Otani as a Cub, a moment in an imagined future game or a statistical accomplishment completed at Wrigley. And here's what I got. Uh, somebody named Danny Parkins sent this one in. Oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, complete game shutout with a solo homer for a one nothing win. The ultimate individual win. That's pretty good. Um, this from Supervillain. It's a warm summer's day at Wrigley Field. The Cubs are hosting the hated Cardinals. The new acquisition, Otani, is on the mound. His final line, complete game shutout. Two for three with a homer and a double, four RBIs. Now, look, people, he's not going to pitch this year. So you're going to have to, like, understand that that's not going to happen this year. Okay? Here's one that could happen from Gloria. Otani hits his 50th home run onto Waveland while the packed house at Wrigley goes wild. And he does the Michael Jordan shrug while rounding the bases as a nod. That would be amazing. What would be awesome about that, by the way, is that is an opposite field home run onto Waveland. But he's done that. He Do you remember those games in Texas? He, he hit two home runs in Texas to the opposite field that were further than anybody's pulled home run in Texas this season. I think he parked one on, like, the train tracks out there. That's uh, unbelievable. So here's, uh, here's some more visions of Otani. I think Shohei will be the first Cub since Mark Grace to hit for the cycle. Then again, he might ruin it with a single a double, and two home runs. Damn you, my tremendous power. More visions of Otani from Candid Cubs. For me, it's Otani in a Cub uniform at the All-Star Game at Wrigley Field, winning the home run derby. Iconic player, iconic venue. The energy from that event would be incredible. What do you think about these, Ruben, as you hear people talking about these? They sound pretty good. Um, yeah, I think all of them sound good. Everybody has their own ideas about Otani. I bet Otani has some ideas, too. I bet he does. I'm sorry to say this, but I think Otani 
has a very hard decision between two teams that we all know and love. Tell me. The White Sox and the Cubs. Okay. I personally... What's uh, your vision? What's your vision of Otani? My vision is Otani joins the White Sox, pitches an entire game, strikes everyone out. 27 strikeouts. Yes, sir. And he gets at least four homers. (laughs) At least. So... Four plus to zero. Four nothing. Mm-hmm. He strikes out all 27. Yep. As a member of the White Sox. Yes, sir. And Look, we're not going to be in an Otani. <laughs> See, there it is. There it is. Ruben, do you hear that? Turn off your mic so you can hear it. Sean, play it again. Because this is what Jerry Reiser have actually said. Look, we're not going to be in an Otani race. I'll tell you that right now. I'll give you <laughs> We're not going to be in the Otani race. So you and your White Sox Otani dreams. Can you believe my kid has written for the White Sox over here? I'm what sorry. What are you doing over here, man? It's, man, it's him. It's Good a, for him. Well, Good now it's switched to the Cubs. Um, <laughs> no, Otani, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. You can't just toggle back and forth. That's not how it works. Well, oh, dang it. Here are Ruben's picks on Parkins versus Parkins versus Spiegel versus Spiegel weekly. Here's uh, some more of the, the tweeters' visions of Otani. There was a texture. like, wait a minute. Is Ruben there? Put him on. God, I'm sorry I did. I'm just kidding. I'm not sorry I did. Doing great, bud. All right, um, here's one. Winning postseason games at Wrigley and in opposing ballparks. Yeah, here's one. Uh, And for the nightmare of being a White Sox fan, our owner announced in August they wouldn't even pursue one of the best players ever. We're going to get Joey Votto and be told it's the best free agent signing in team history. (laughs) (laughs) That is a perfect White Sox profile, Joey Votto. Here's another. During his home run trot following his fourth long ball of opening day, fans along the third baseline gasp in unison as Shohei Otani appears to hover slightly off the ground for the final 90 feet to the plate. Replay cameras are inconclusive, and Shohei claims to not recall running at all. That's excellent. That's a trio vision of Otani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Here's one. Otani hitting a home run in a game seven playoff game that he's pitching. A la Kerry Wood. Ooh, that's nice. Another one. He's going to the White Sox. This guy agrees with you, Ruben. Otani's going to the White Sox. That's why they hired so many of the Angels coaches. They did hire the Angels hitting coach and the Angels pitching coach. They did. <laughs> from such a great, great team. Yeah, taking those tea leaves. Yeah. Joe says on Twitter that at some point in his Cubs career, Otani will hit a ball so far that it could wave down to Schwarber's ball on top of the video board as it flies past it. That's good. Here's another. Otani breaks the home run record and wins Cy Young in 2025 as a member of the Cubs. MLB bans sushi in 2026 due to an independent study on Maki rolls and increased home run totals. Ruben, how would you feel if they banned banned sushi? I would cry. You would, I, right? Sushi is, like, my favorite food ever. Yeah. See, like, here, here's the thing. Everywhere uh, that Shohei Otani went as a member of the Angels, all the visiting ballparks, the chef at the ballpark would make a huge tray of sushi. This was by request in the rider from Otani as a member of the Angels. Wow. And I was at the White Sox game one time when the broadcast booth where Len Casper works, they brought an extra tray of sushi. They made an extra tray for just for the broadcast. She hasn't brought it over. Oh, 
I want to be those broadcasters. <laughs> right? Oh, my. Hey, me too. I would love to eat sushi. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. That's not why I want to be the broadcaster. I don't want to be the broadcaster for sushi, but I want to be the broadcaster for other reasons, to do the games, you know? Including sushi? Well, I mean, sushi would be a benefit. It's not going to It's not gonna be a bad thing. No. Yeah, they add that, that won't be bad. Yeah. John Greenberg via via uh, Twitter. 27 strikeouts and two homers in game one of the World Series after he has a heart-to-heart with his agent on the roof of Wrigley Field. Here's one. Here's from Mark Potash, okay? Mark Potash tweeted back at Let's me. Let's go, Potsy. He's the best. Hits a home run off Jacob deGrom in his first at bat, but injures his oblique on the swing, misses six weeks, returns too soon, aggravates the injury in his first game back, and doesn't return until August when the Cubs are 10 games out of the wild card. Okay, Patsy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a man that's seen too many pitching prodigies on the north side there. All right, more visions of Otani. Okay, you can bring the music back. I miss it now because I have to work mine in as well. This from Alex. First playoff at bat at Wrigley in the pinstripe uniform, and he looks outstanding. Sal Dougie on Twitter says that Shohei Otani reopens hot dugs on California. Yeah! Oh, my God. There we go! That's legend status. This from Frank. Game six, bottom of the eighth. Bellinger on base. Otani hits a go-ahead. Two-run out. Two-run shot. Top of the nine, Council brings Otani in to close out the game. Three strikeouts gets it done. Cubs win the World Series at home. That's good. That's good. After signing Otani, Cubs don't invest another high-priced pitcher, but rather they trade for Shane Bieber. Shohei, finally in the playoffs, carries the Cubs to a title, then another in 2026 as he's the ace, still surrounded by the young core. Oh, it's good. Visions of Otani coming at you. Here's one from Pullo. Regularly seeing Otani at my local Polish deli, where he needs to quench his suddenly insatiable addiction to mushroom pierogi with sauerkraut. Tell you what, I saw Otani. I saw Otani at Polina Meat Market picking up sausages. He loves sauerkraut. What can I tell you? He gets it now. He gets it. So Tony dip his beet all wet. Hey, just away. He likes peppers, his beef peppers. wet. It's exactly right. Show a Otani. Mine is similar to what the uh, texture had. Two home runs in a World Series game. And then he comes in from DH to closer to finish it out at Wrigley Field, top of the ninth. Strikes out the side as the ghost of electricity howls in the bones of his face. And the Cubs win the World Series at Wrigley Field on the strength of Shohei Otani. That's my vision of Otani. There's more coming in. People are enjoying this. This is great. This from Eric. Rickett sells a million plus direct-to-consumer marquee network subscriptions in Japan. And we start seeing wild Japanese commercials during the streams. (laughs) Start seeing Ian Happen car commercials in uh, Japan. Yeah, there you go. Cubs in the thick of the pennant race in August at Wrigley. Jamison Tyone has loaded the bases in the sixth against the Brewers. Council picks up the phone. Bullpen activity ensues. Shockingly, 
After Tyone walks in a run, Council comes out and a mighty roar explodes as Shohei Otani emerges way ahead of schedule for his first pitching appearance for the Cubs. Another from Caleb. As a hurt, miserable, and lost former White Sox fan, I see the news that Shohei Otani is joining the Cubs. I decide it's time to leave the abusive relationship of my past and venture into something new and better. I put on my brand new Cubs hat. Goodness. That's tough, man. That's tough, man. (laughs) It's tough. Here's another from Dan Lafferty. The Cubs return from the Bronx down 3-2 in the 24 World Series. Game 6 is delayed three days due to relentless torrential rainfall. Fox opens a broadcast with footage of a severely flooded Wrigley Field. Otani, suddenly healthy, throws a complete game shutout in Game 6, hits a walk-off homer to win Game 7. Franchise renaissance is complete from biblical losses to biblical wins. Oh, well done. Touch them all, Dan. Touch them all right there, Dan. 312-644-6767. Texters. Otani becomes a spokesperson for Marconi Jardinier. Yes. Oh, yes. Ruben, thank you for your content. Thank you for your visions of Otani. And thank you, listeners, for all your visions of Otani. Texture says, I knew I effing liked the Rubester. He just made a bunch of enemies. LOL. No, he didn't. Just sports enemies, Ruben. They're not real. Love <laughs> you, imaginary. kiddo. They are. They really are. Sports enemies are imaginary. Great stuff. Good fun. Uh, we'll come back and... Uh, Give you a couple other nuggets from MLB's offseason, and I want to play for you my favorite conversation with Jason Benetti as part of his appearance on the PBP podcast. Thanks for listening to Hit and Run here on 670 The Score. Look, we're not going to be in the Otani race, I'll tell you that. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right now, I'll give you... <laughs> Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sunday mornings on The Score. Welcome in the newest television voice of the Chicago White Sox. He'll work, I think, what, 78 home games? Yep. Right next to Steve Stone at U.S. Cellular Field. He is the erstwhile Johnny Carmelo. You can now just call him Jason Benetti. Isn't this cool? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Oh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm proud of you, kid. This, yep. is, this is really awesome. Well, uh, thank you all for not only being great to work with, but also teaching me how to use a copy machine back when I was interning. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for uh, for having the first broadcast that Jason and I actually did together. So I appreciate it. I'm sure he does, too. Well, the Boers and Bernstein show would be the only place for it, considering yeah. the, the prior relationship. And we love you both. So, Thanks, guys. Take well, care. Thanks. Right. Thanks for making this happen, guys. Thanks, Steve. Talk to you soon. Bye, Jason. Steve Stone and Jason Benetti <laughs> are guests on the Boers and Bernstein show. You'll be hearing a lot more of them and from yep. them throughout the baseball I season, so. which is a good thing. You got the score.
Man, that's cool. That's the first time that Benetti was on the score as the voice of the White Sox. He and Steve Stone together. Eight years later, the man is gone. And look, I've said a lot about it. And we've had callers today who um, pushed back on it quite a bit um, and said that there's other White Sox things to worry about and they're not going to miss Benetti that much. And that's certainly their prerogative. Um, There are a lot of people who have texted since and disagreed passionately about about Benetti. This one from Frank. The we have much bigger problems than Benetti take is really is wildly pathologic. Minimizing something that is bad because the franchise has such other gaping problems? What? Benetti moves should not result in questioning the dudes at the score, but instead complete and total angst against the White Sox that are worrying if the TV guy is funny while the team is failing. It's weird to compartmentalize. Reinsdorf is a naked king. Time to call it out. That's from Frank. So anyway, there's a lot of feelings, a lot of stuff that's going on amongst the fan base about Benetti. I wanted to just talk about him as the broadcaster. And this is a little in the weeds of play-by-play, but that's okay. I did a podcast all year long called The PBP about it. And during the, the season, I had the chance to broadcast three games at Wrigley Field and actually do the games. And I chose to bring on Jason for a second time on the podcast to listen to my calls and dissect my calls. And he made me a lot better. I mean, his advice has been incredible all along the way, and I valued it. But I want you to listen to him talking about my particular play-by-play calls and listen to it for this, how much the guy thinks about it and what he loves about the craft of doing it, as he will now for the Tigers moving forward. This is from late July. The game is at home plate where Tyler O'Neill is one for three with a walk. He hits that one in the air towards Cody Bellinger. Bellinger comes in, secures it, and the Cubs win. An exciting, hectic ninth inning for an exciting game. The Cubs get four in the bottom of the third, and the bullpen somehow makes it hold up. 4-3 your final at Wrigley Field. Like, that's, that's relief. That's not excitement, isn't it? Yeah, but but on the catch, you were getting there. It's different than the home run you played for me before. No, I'm big on these incremental things because it's you and I both have a wit that sometimes borders on sardonic or wry and almost like we talk in asides. I think when you're doing play by play, people want really definitive uh-huh. They want they want like this is the end of the call and not for highlight purposes, but because uh, you'll hear sometimes when I don't respond to my analyst who's sitting next to me, it's because I want their words to hang in the ether for a moment because I think they're really powerful. There's a law and order episode. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you. I hope not. There's a law and order episode where Jack McCoy is prosecuting somebody from a gun company because they've manufactured an automatic weapon that was used in some crime. And he wants to show that if that wasn't an automatic weapon, only one person would have died. So he takes this whole like Tupperware container full of bullets and dumps them out on the floor of the courtroom. And the sound is just sitting there for the jury. And he says nothing but the reverberation from the Hollywood folks who created the scene hangs there. 
just aloft, right? I think sometimes you went right to the second sentence after the final call. I think sometimes we really just wanted to sit there and like, mm-hmm. hey, here's the line. Here's the second line. That half yeah. second really changes the experience for the audience, I would say. That that makes a ton of sense. Uh, you're right about the sardonic or like the levels, because I'm definitely thinking of the relief. I'm thinking of all the storylines. But it could, it, but people do want definitive at a moment like that. Um, so I'm thinking of you, and I'm thinking I got to make this bigger. This should be bigger. By game three, they win their third in a row, and here's the final call from uh, me doing game three. Javier Assad, the young right-hander, throws the two-two now to Jordan Walker. It's a strike. Called strike three. Miguel Amaya congratulates the home plate umpire in an excellent call, then congratulates his teammate Javier Assad for a job well done. The Cubs finish off the Cardinals on a Sunday afternoon by the score of 7-2. It's They're both there. Like the 7-2 you hit really well. Like that is play-by-play-ish is what, you know, people talk about hitter-ish. Like that's yeah. play by play-ish. But I really do like the idea of the sequence of congratulating the umpire on the call and then congratulating his teammate. I just think the tone matters when it sounds a little bit like it's like a snarky sort of a like let that just play that straight is what I would say. Like yeah. play it like it actually was a fact because people will understand what you're saying. Like if you if you tonally say something very sarcastic but play it straight, it won't be dripping with like slight offense, I guess I would say. But I yeah, love no, this. Like I've never really thought about that on radio. I don't think I've heard a lot of people do that in that way. But the catchers do that, right? And so I I like the detail a lot. Like that's that's why I'm excited about you doing this is because your eye for detail and creativity is great. It's just a matter of making it more play by play ish. This is super helpful um, because play-by-play-ish or hitter-ish is just, is just cleaner and let people take what they want from the very facts that you're giving as opposed to trying to add wisdom or context or opinion to it as it's happening. Well, and, and I would say this, sometimes you have to land an OO fastball. Sometimes it's just like strike one, bang. Yep. That's it. Not everything has to be a hook. Like when you're creating segments on the radio, you always have to have a hook. Like, what am I doing with this news? Where am I going with it? What am I doing with this? This like race, if soloquitor, the thing speaks for itself, right? Like just strike one. Sometimes it's okay to have strike one and just play it straight. And somebody wants to call you boring. They can call you boring for those 15 seconds. But I, I just think about it as like changing the eye level of the batter. Like if, if it's all wry, if it's all sarcastic, if it's all witty, I think it really blends in. And some people I know who are Sox fans who don't like my sense of humor are like, yeah, maybe listen to yourself every once in a while. It doesn't all have to be a joke. <laughs> but like that's the alarm that you have to have, I think. That's Jason Benetti on an episode of the PBP that I think you'd really enjoy. If you love play-by-play and you love, like, just sort of honest conversation about people trying to get better at something, which is uh, what it was. 
Um, boy, thanks for listening. This was really, really fun today. Thank you to you, the listeners and the texters and the callers everywhere for being a part of a special off-season version of Hit and Run. Thank you to our executive producer, Sean Sears, and our associate producer, Ruben Spiegel. He took an hour off in the middle, so he only gets paid for two hours, but it was really a wonderful asset to have him here, as always. Thank you to our guests on the show, Chuck Garfine from NBC Sports Chicago and the White Sox Talk podcast. And thank you to Sahadev Sharma from The Athletic. A reminder again, tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, the Craig Council press conference, the introductory press conference, will be right here on the score at 10 a.m. And Bernsey and Holmes will be part of our team coverage. They'll be broadcasting live at Wrigley from 10 to 2. We'll be joined by Council and other guests. That's all tomorrow on The Score, sponsored by your local Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Hit and Run. You know, buns are a tough one, right? I do think in general, you know, I'm a big fan of this protect your outs. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.